0: Goodbye to 2020. It's just around the corner. We'll flip the calendar over. We'll count off one more time around the sun. We um, it is the twenty second of December today. It is a Tuesday. It's the day for me to water my plants. So uh lots of stuff in 2020. I don't think we're gonna be too terribly sad to say goodbye to, really. Uh you know, it's it's been just kind of a shit show year, I think. And, uh, you know, uh, I, if, there's, if there's silver linings, I think that, um, you know, family has grown to appreciate each other, you know, even though we're talking to each other long distance in a lot of cases. I mean, you know, I don't have young kids at home anymore, um, but, uh, you know, I, I do have children that I stay in touch with, and we, we do a lot of FaceTiming. Uh, we do a lot of calling. I think we talk to each other more than we have in the past. And excuse me, part of that is just wanting to reach out, wanting to reach out and say, "Hey, how you doing? How you feeling?" You know, knowing that 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 the lockdown has been stressful for people. And uh, you know, I've got daughters who have been taking classes online, and one of them's adapted pretty well. One of them did not adapt well and doesn't like, does not like it. Uh, so when she was able to start going back to the classroom, even, you know, on a part-time basis that changed her experience again. And she was much happier camper because, you know, it's one thing if you signed up for online and knew that's what you were going to be doing. And that was your plan all along, but it's another, if you had planned to be going into a classroom and being able to learn from a teacher and then you can't do that. And it really, really, uh, uh, makes for a tough time, tough time. So uh, speaking of tough times, you know, we, we lost people this year and uh, uh, you know, every year people pass away. Sometimes, you know, they're ailing or they're elderly and it's not a huge surprise. Other times it just comes out of left field. And uh, you know, even if they're not people, you know, they're people that you connect with, you know, they're sometimes those celebrities or those people out there uh who do things that you you know appreciate their art or or just really appreciate their their voice in the world and uh so here's some of the people that we lost this year and I, people you know forget it was this year because it was clear at the other end of the year i mean it was just right the end of january kobe bryant and his daughter were uh and you know all the people in that helicopter went down and died um but you know that that um the, the memory of Kobe Bryant looms large as the Lakers went through and won the NBA championship in the longest season, in, you know, longest sports season in NBA history. And then they had the shortest break in NBA history and start up again today. Today is the beginning of the NBA uh, season and the Lakers will be playing the Clippers tonight. So um, for uh, sports ball fans, that's something to be watching and, uh, you know, and cheering on Uh LeBron and Anthony Davis and, uh, and the, the crew and, uh, hope that it goes again. Uh, Breonna Taylor, um, uh, you know, her, her death, um, uh, sparked a, I mean, not hers alone, but hers was, you know, one more straw on the camel's back that sparked a lot of people to say, you know, quit killing people who look like me, you know, quit killing people because they happen to have dark skin. You know, this woman was in her home, sitting there watching television when the police burst in, thinking that they were finding, you know, a, a, a meth lab or something along those lines. I'm not even sure specifically what it was, but they broke in. Um, here's Aaron. Let's invite her to join us. Are you there? I am. You are. It's funny, you know, usually when we connect, I hear a little bit of a, um, like, background sound or something so that I know that you know you're there this time it was like dead silence. like is she there? Is she there? <laughs> but I, but I hear you just fine. you know um, I was I had just started talking just a little bit about uh, you know as, as people are want to do at the end of the year, people that we lost this year. And, and the effects that they had on society, whether they're people you personally knew or they're people who whose voice in the world you just miss not having around. And top of the list, Kobe Bryant. You know, his helicopter going down last January. Believe it or not, it was a whole year ago. Um, I think just shocked a lot of people to their core. I, I remember you know?
1: I was out to breakfast. Remember when we did that? I was out to breakfast uh, mm-hmm. with a friend, with with a with our my best friend actually, mm-hmm. and and my husband and. I read, or maybe it was lunch, whatever it was, Um, I uh, grabbed my phone and was like, oh my gosh, this has to be fake. But it was coming, the report was coming from the LA Times. I get notifications and I thought, there's no way, it just, I had this moment of cognitive dissonance. How in the world can Kobe Bryant be dead?
0: Yeah, I think all over the world that was a shocker, but particularly here in the Southland as there are so many uh, Kobe fans and Laker fans, you know, and then to go through their, what was the longest sports season in the history of the NBA and the Lakers to come out as the champions in that same year, I think was just very fitting, um, you know, way to, to wrap that up. And then as I pointed out today, believe it or not, today is the beginning of the NBA season and the Lakers and Clippers will play tonight and kick off the, uh, the new season uh, and in their defense of the title, um, which just seems so,
1: insane.
0: Yeah, you know I worry about somebody like LeBron James who's been in the league 18 years and just the wear and tear, not any any recuperation time, and and you know those those kind of like muscle strains and muscle pulls and tendons and ligaments. And I know he keeps himself in fantastic shape, uh, but and I'm not trying to say somebody in their 30s is you know like over the hill. But you know that sport well, puts a lot of yeah, a lot of brutal strains and stresses on your body that the average schmo doesn't have to deal with just playing basketball, especially if you want to play it at the level that he he insists that he play at, uh, and the expectations are there. But I just worry about him as the season drags on. Are we going to see you know LeBron sitting out because he's you know uh, I hope 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 that nothing you know it, dramatic happens. But I I wouldn't be stunned if he if he isn't dealing with more just basic aches and pains than the average professional athlete just because of his age and the wear and tear, uh, on his body. The second person on the list, Breonna Taylor, who, who was certainly not the only inspiration for, but, but was, you know, another straw on the camel's back about, um, you know, the way that, uh, that policing and, and law enforcement tends to view people of color, um, particularly black people. And, uh, and so she became sort of a, uh, the, the last in a list of and she wasn't the last unfortunately. The sad thing is she wasn't the last because you know uh, what was it eight minutes, 12 seconds on on a man's neck uh, you know happened after that even. and so um, uh, you know, sparked a lot of, of people saying we've had enough. Um, you know, don't treat me different because I the way I look and and you know I get it, I buy into it. They're absolutely right. Um, I, you know, I think, you know, I, am I'm a, uh, uh, 50 plus year old white male and I'm apprehensive when a police officer stops me or pulls me over or talks to me, you know, just because I don't know what's in their mind and what they're thinking and what information they have and whether that's accurate. I mean, for all I know, some guy who looks just like me killed somebody, you know, four blocks away and they're looking for that guy, you know, and I, I mean. I got pulled over one time and had police pulling their guns out, and I it freaked me out. And, uh, Are you and kidding turned, me?
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. It, I was driving my... Uh, I have a vintage Porsche that I drive every once in a while, and I had just taken it in to uh, have some work done on it and was driving it to work one day and got pulled over, and I guess there was like a light that had been out when the guy was done doing the work. He hadn't plugged everything back in, and so they pulled me over to talk to me about the light, and as they approached the car they saw that the cowling that goes around the steering wheel, which is typically where the keys go to start your car, not, uh-huh. in this case, my key goes into a slot in the dash. It's not on the steering wheel. But that cowling, they had broken when they were working on my car. And... they uh, assumed the
1: car was stolen.
0: They saw that, and they thought that it was... And so they drew their guns, and they, and, and I, you know, I'm sitting in the car going, whoa! Um, you know, I'm not used to having somebody come up to me and pull their gun, and... Uh, Uh, you know, and I identified myself and showed that I own the car and they were fine. And they then suggested that I get that fixed pronto. And I did that day. Uh, I went, I went down to a, uh, a salvage place that I know specializes in Porsches and was able to get a replacement for that, that day. And in fact, when I asked him about it, the guy said, all I have is black and my interior is Brown. I said, I don't care. (laughs) I'll take the black one. Uh, I'm going to cover that up. And then, you know, you can buy um, interior paint. that's color matched. So I spray painted it the right color. Um, George Floyd, next person on the list, as I was saying, you know, man, man, uh, um, wasn't resisting arrest in any way, shape or form. You know, you can watch the videos and yet somebody held him down and put their neck or their knee on his neck until he died. Um, Naya Rivera, you know, young woman out on a lake with her kid and never Ah. to be seen again, you know. Yeah alive. that story um,
1: is horrific. That lake should not be open.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean it's it's you know when you start finding out the history at the lake you're just like, "Really? Really?" you know? And I didn't realize how many things she had been in. I knew her from um uh the what was that musical show? The glee? high school glee. 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 Right. I knew her from Glee, but uh, she had been um, in a couple of other TV shows as well, and so she had had quite a history, uh, and and was a well known actress. And I, you know, I mean, I didn't know her history at the time that she passed, but I remember reading about it after the fact. Uh, John Lewis, you know, iconic uh, political figure, uh, passed, and uh, you know he was um, eighty years old, so uh, he lived a good long life, and uh, uh, you know. He will be missed. The other one that shocked me and, and, and just really kind of saddened me was Chadwick Boseman. You know, yeah, um, because
1: he nobody knew that he had cancer.
0: Yeah, right? you know, Here's sort of like when David Bowie guy. passed. Yeah. He just yeah, you know but at least
1: David Bowie was an older man, you know.
0: Yeah. Chadwick yeah, Bowie but both of them decided that. to just kind of keep it to themselves and not yeah. you know talk about it until suddenly it breaks in the news that he's gone. Yeah. Yep. I understand that, though. I think that's the choice I would make. I don't think I would make a big announcement about it if I thought I was dying or you know, if, I, if I'm still fighting it. I don't know whether they don't announce because they think they're going to beat it or whether they don't announce because they just don't want to have all these people coming to them feeling sad. You know, I don't want my last days being ladder. everybody. Yeah, I don't think I would want my last days, everybody standing around me going, Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, it's like, no, just, just be, you know, treat me as I am and, and we'll move on, you know. Uh, Tell me some Ruth Bader story Ginsburg that I can remember. Exactly. Yeah. Let's share. Let's sit here and and share some memories of of some times when we laughed so hard we cried. You know, um, that's 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 you know, if you have the opportunity to pick and choose. Right. That's that's the the better way to do it. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, not only hugely impactful in life, but also impactful in the death, uh, given the time that she died and uh, allowing Donald Trump to place a third person on the uh, Supreme Court, so that will probably be impactful for decades to come, um, you know. And uh, uh, and she certainly was impactful while she was alive. Uh, Sean Connery passed this year, and I don't—I would forgotten about that. But he—he he he died was in well October. He
1: into his nineties, wasn't he?
0: Yes, and he was also uh, suffering from um, dementia, and so um, that's why he hadn't been in the public in quite a long time. Um, so he—he, he, you know. Had not been himself um, you know and that's the exact antithesis of the way that you want to go right you don't want to be lose you know losing your 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 yourself your who who you are alex trebek next one on the list um and that's one who we knew was you know fighting cancer and 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 not to be with us for much longer over a long period of time and yet he managed to work up you know I, what was it ten day his last filming was like ten days before he passed yes um, yes. And uh, you know, and I'm sure he didn't feel good, but boy, he still looked good. I mean, you know, every every video I've seen of him, uh, it was just like, wow, that guy just for somebody who's who's battling cancer, he looks great. You know, I mean, obviously he felt you know he looked tired and, and a little weak, but I mean, he looked great. Um, Eddie Van Halen. Oh,
1: that's another right. Another cancer. Eddie Van for Van we lost
0: this year. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen is the last one, one who's major got one cancer. on the list. Yep. Yep. And he'd been battling it for a lot of years. And so, you know, it's funny if somebody has had cancer and they know, you know, they've had it for a long period of time, you kind of just figure out that they figured out how to live with it, right. That they're dealing. And so when they actually do finally pass, you're like, oh, oh, I thought that they were just sort of, you know, getting by that all was good. But, you know, unless you're actually in their life and, uh, and seeing them on a day to day basis, you know, and anybody who's going through, you know, any kind of radiation and chemotherapy that takes such a toll on your body. I mean, it It all but kills the cure all but kills you in those cases. And it's just, um, you know, that's, it's, it's tough to watch people go through that. And yet, you know, the option is give up and go. Right. And, and so, you know, thank goodness we have that option, but wow. Yeah. Um, quickly, a few others, um, uh, Regis Philbin, Kelly Preston and Nick Cordero were other people who, who died in 2020. So, um, you know, rest in peace, all of you. Uh we miss you. We miss your voice in the world. So Yeah.
1: Twenty twenty, you know, I, I Tobin and I were talking about this this feeling and, and a lot of people have talked about it, this 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 feeling of the distorted passage of time, right? So, you know, like mm-hmm. I know that it's been on the one hand I feel like we've been we've been locked down forever. On the other hand I feel like it was just summer, like yesterday.
0: Yeah yeah I know it's yeah. really weird because because you you feel like things are going like painstakingly painfully slow and flying by at the same time, and it's hard to time. reconcile that It really is hard to reconcile because it's um uh, you know from from moment to moment it's just hard to track where you're at you know and I don't remember if I said it, but the other thing that they did they did put in here as notable passings was just the 318,000 Americans who've died from COVID-19, which obviously is hugely impactful on a country when you have, you know, over 300,000 people dying from a disease, and it's not over yet. So.
1: No, it's not. And there's been articles speculating about whether that UK strain has reached the United States yet, and saying that it probably has.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's countries that are locking down their borders to travel from from Britain. But uh, the United States has said, now we're not going to do that. So. We'll see, you know, and it still remains to be seen whether the vaccines really do give you protection from this new strain. I mean, the presumption was based on experts was that we think it will. But, you know, we think it will. And yes, it does. Our. Our you know not the same thing there's (laughs) yeah there's they're they're at least a step apart if not a few steps apart and so uh you know these are the same experts who said don't gather at thanksgiving and then gathered with their families so you know go figure you know And, and and that's the thing is i you know i it's frustrating when you see politicians acting like they're all frustrated because people aren't listening to them and it's like well look at the examples that have been given to us by the very people who are, you know, supposed to be trustworthy and poor Anthony Fauci saying, you know, he's like, I'm going to basically go home and live in my closet.
2: Uh, well, and, and the, the, the news, you know, as people are rejoicing that there's this, this vaccine, this miracle right. vaccine, um, you know, so quickly after the start of the pandemic. And then our officials are still saying, well, after you get the vaccine, you still need to socially distance and wear a mask. And it's like, well, yeah. then why am I getting the vaccine? If yeah. nothing so, you changes,
0: know, yeah, because it, basically it says that you you probably won't get sick and die, but you could still infect others, and so you need to you you need to continue basically behaving the same way. And to that, I say good luck. I you know yeah. I just I people aren't going to do it. People are going to you know I mean I don't want to call out any anybody in specific, but um, you know I got a meal that I went and picked up from a restaurant the other day. Uh-huh. Here in Riverside County, in the city of Corona. And there were a half dozen people or half dozen groups of people, families sitting in booths in that restaurant. Yep. You yeah, know, and it's supposed to, to be closed down, but uh, now each of those booths, they have uh, months ago, they put up plexiglass like barriers between the booths. So they have the high booth that basically. I mean, I'm, I'm over six foot tall and i i the booths are high enough that, you know, my eyeline just sees over the seat of the booth anyway, but then they, from there they took a plexiglass thing all the way up to the ceiling between each booth. And they took out all the tables in the middle of the floor so that you just saw, you know, the only seating was in these booths that are partitioned so that you're, you know, not directly, um, you know, if you sneeze, you won't shoot over a booth and land on somebody's plate, I guess is where I'm going. Speaking of sneezing, dang allergies are driving me crazy. Um, I just, while we've been uh, uh, broadcasting this morning, I've noticed, like, I've sneezed a couple times, and and I now am going to have to uh, spend some time cleaning my monitor in front of me because, (laughs) doggone it, yeah. It's like little spots all over my monitor. I'm like, what the heck is that? I'm oh, yeah, sneeze. bah, Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's, you know, gross, snotty stuff, but I mean, it's not like globules or anything, just little speckles, but gee whiz.
2: Yeah, no, I get you. Dang
0: allergies. You know, if it's not the fires, it's the the wind is kicking up dust, and it's like, I'm tired of living in a desert that burns every year.
2: So, can I tell you how disappointed I was about that Christmas star last night?
0: (laughs) I know, it was kind of like, oh, dots.
2: Yeah, I was expecting, like, the pictures that people were... like the media had put out was the was the Christmas star like the like the cross in the sky and you mm-hmm. know because we didn't know what it looked like back then so they speculated that's what it would be and it wasn't anything like that
0: yeah it was two dots
2: yeah so if you were if you were um you know at a an observatory I'm sure that was cool I downloaded an app that actually it put pictures where things are and so mm-hmm um, so you could see what was up in the sky. And that was kind of cool, so I could see the, you know, image like uh, artist' rendition of what it would be as I lifted my right. phone up into the sky. And so that was kind of cool. But other than that, maybe there was just too much light pollution from the city or whatever, but it was not like I was so excited when I went outside thinking, yeah, that, even
0: it, without light pollution, let's face it. I mean, it there's yeah, it was two dots in the sky. It wasn't like, <laughs> Like they didn't like suddenly there wasn't this sudden conjunction and then suddenly, you know, brilliant sparkles shoots out like a, um, uh, you know, explosion in star Wars or something. Nope. Nothing, nothing <laughs> like that at all. And in fact, you know, they didn't even really completely line up. If you had a, any kind of, you know, uh, lens to look through, you could see that they were, you know, I guess they were one tenth of a degree apart from the perspective of earth, but, um, you know, they were clearly two separate dots up there and, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was funny because at about uh, four o'clock, uh, my dad being East coast sent me a picture that he took with his, um, with his phone, just shooting it up, up in the sky. And I looked at it and went, uh, it just looked like a, it looked almost like a comet. It looked like a tail because the, the resolution was such when he zoomed in. So you could see them that there looked like there was just, you know, they blurred into each other. Uh, so he, you know, zoomed in quite a bit after having shot it with the longest lens that he has on his phone which is i think he still has one of the two lens phones so it's you know it's not super telephoto or anything so uh so when you know when it finally got dark enough here for us to go do it i went out and found a spot where i didn't have like people's christmas lights and street lights and stuff in the way in my area where i could get a picture of it and i've got you know some pretty high quality uh photography equipment including a 200 to 500 zoom lens and uh and, uh, so I went out and took pictures of it and it's a black background with two dots. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, now, I think that's. If you're an
2: astronomer and you're at the Griffith Observatory or somewhere else, you're like that. Yeah. You're like, okay, this is really cool. And you realize the, the impact of such a celestial event and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And the rest of us are like, eh.
0: I mean, it's one of those things where you look at it and you go, okay, it happens every 20 years, but they haven't been this close since 1200. So it's been, you know, 820 years since they've been as close as, excuse me, as close as they are right now from the perspective of Earth, right? And so, yeah, you think, okay, this is going to be exciting. and No, it's just two dots up in the sky, two, two, you know, and and Jupiter is fairly bright. Saturn usually isn't as bright because people don't realize it, even though uh there you know jupiter is larger but it's also almost twice as close to us as saturn so it's um you know it's, saturn's a little bit more dull uh it just looks on a normal night it looks just like a star whereas jupiter looks brighter than most of the stars around it just because of its size and its proximity but uh the two together yeah you know you could see saturn was a, a little smaller so it was either smaller or farther away and in reality it's both but uh yeah I'm with you. I was sort of like, eh, okay. You know,
2: you know, the problem is, is that we're just not astrologists. If we were astrologists, yeah. then we it's would have stuff. all the charts and, you know, Saturn is, I don't know Taurus is in the, whatever with Virgo yeah. and whatever. I, I don't know anything about astrology, but we would think that was very cool. <laughs> it I suppose, you know, festive. if you were
0: born on that day, born on the day of the c- conjunction, the convergence you know and you go like yeah all right what was that mommy two dots mm. see all those stars up in the sky it was like that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean if you're out and you do and you take pictures or you're, you're like seeing things or travel around and you've been where there's um you know either lunar or solar eclipses those are much more exciting and apparently much less rare but still visually there's at least something going on whereas this was like eh, okay well whatever but uh, <laughs> hey I went out I got pictures of the two dots did it with a couple different lenses and a couple different cameras to just see which was the best and how it's set up and then I shared my pictures the dots with the family and was like yay yay dots uh, yeah <laughs> uh. Yeah, God. so anytime, you, anytime you're anytime you feeling like you need some some dots, I'll send you, you know, some dots. And I'm not like talking sauce, about the like gummy the candies.
1: The yeah, yeah, I was going
0: to say, I'm not talking about the gummy candies. Which every once in a while you just need, you know, you just need some gummy, chewy dot candy every once in a while. But doggone yes. it, we can't go to the theater and, and, and eat our dots anymore. That was sort of my place for dots, you know. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, Tobin would get Red Vines. So that that's his theater food it's similar
0: chewy kind of yeah yeah yes. I do that sometimes too because they don't always have dots or I don't think to if I think about it I stop by like um, walgreens or something that uh, you know they sell the the theater candies so you can get like milk duds or raisinettes or thin mints or something like that and occasionally they'll have dots and so I grab a box of those for a buck instead of paying you know 350 for them at the theater <laughs> Yeah. So,
2: do you think that there are any theater chains that are not going to survive this pandemic?
0: Oh, I'm sure. I think theaters are going to um, strongly regress into um, specialized things. I think you're going to see um, some of the smaller theater chains that do the the sort of dinner-in-a-movie type of setups, you know? Um, yes. Where th- those will probably manage to come back because people like that experience and then i think that the the movie theaters that give you an experience those like the imax and the the uh, you know the imax clones where they have the ultra big uh big screens or the ones that you know the that are the the dolby atmos theaters where the sound is is really cranked up because that's something that even with a with a sound bar at home you can't get the full uh, no. experience unless you've really spent a lot of money to get a, you know, a sound system that does the full wraparound sound and everything. And so, uh, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm afraid that, uh, that, uh, most just general theaters people are going to not go back to in huge, huge ways. I think we've gotten used to, I mean, we just listed, what was it? 41 great things to watch on TV. Um, that's one thing we've had no shortage of, and I think a lot of people have kind of gone doing some deep dives of stuff that's been around for a while that, you know, maybe you missed, and there's still just lots of good entertainment out there. Um, So I think a lot of people are going to go, yeah. Especially over this season, I don't know if you've noticed, but um, uh, on the electronics front, there has been just a ginormous sale on television sets. I mean, you can get, you know, 55- and 60-inch TVs for you know, $300 now and, you know, 4k TVs that support the surround sound, if you want it. And uh, um, it's just, it's, it's, you know, every once in a while, it seems like they hit like a, a level where like, okay, now that TV that, that used to be standard, you know, I mean, at one time, everybody had a 25 inch TV, that was a big deal. And then they went to like 30 inch and 35 inch tube TVs until then suddenly there was, um, you know LCD TVs right the the flat panel te- televisions and then then they kind of went up to like a 40 inch or a 42 or 43 inch one for a while and 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 that was sort of the sweet spot and if you want to bigger than that you had to pay through the nose and then it sort of became sort of a 50 55 inch one and and right now you and then they came out with the 4k they tried to do 3d and that never really sold but 4k with the HDR really is a great television with a lot of uh, of, of just incredibly good quality picture that looks better than the HD 1080p TV. I mean, it's, you know, it's significant enough that you can look at it and most people's eyes can go. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's better. Um, and those, like I said, are you can get those for $250, 300 now, um, in this holiday season. And, uh, and for five or $600, you can go up. I mean, if you get it, if you watch the deals, they were even at $400, you can go up to like a 75 inch TV now,
2: which is you know? insane.
0: Yeah. Now they go bigger than that. If you go bigger than 75 inch, then you're jumping up to over a thousand dollars guaranteed. It's weird that you go from five or six hundred. You know, like I said, even even some around 450 at that 75 inch size. But if you want to go up to 85 or 90, and they even got a 100 inch one now, um, prices go uh, jump from from five or six to you know 11 $1, or 1200 dollars. It almost doubles to go that extra 10 inches. And so that's sort of where the sweet spot is, I guess, these days if you want to spend $500 on a TV. But I'm telling you, for, for you know, less than $300, you can get a 55- or 60-inch TV that will knock your socks off from any one of a number of, of vendors. And uh, so, you know, with the advent of those kind of deals, there's a lot of people saying, you know, we're spending an awful lot of time at home watching TV more than we used to. Let's just amp that experience up a bit. And they're going to, at some point, when the theaters do open back up, are going to say, meh we've got this great setup at home now. Why don't we just stay here? You know?
2: Isn't that sad? It's just sad. It so- It's
0: sad on one level. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, you know, I think that much like streaming music has changed the way the music industry works, where now musicians make their money, um, performing not so much on, on selling their music because they get squat from, from streaming revenue. Um, that, uh, and they've always gotten squat when they sold records and people aren't buying them anymore. So, um, you know, it's all coming from performing and they can't perform. I think that live music performing and stuff will come back big time uh, once people are able to do that. People will go out and see, you know, live musicians perform. But, yep. uh, but uh, yeah, I think the theater industry is just going to have to say, okay, we've got to figure out what's the new revenue model. You know, the impact of that will be we may not have those 200 Million dollar blockbuster type movies as much anymore because they're going to say we can't recoup, you know, we can't, those don't make dollars and cents anymore because we can't get, you know, 300 million people into a theater to go see them. You know, I think that if, if, I, I mean, I don't know, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't say whether it's the movie or whether it's a, 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 um, you know, something that's prescient of what's going to be happening, but, you know, the initial. Numbers of um, uh, for Wonder Woman 1984, which was released in theaters in China, um, has have been dismal. And so, I think what you're seeing is you know people there are doing the same thing that people here are going to do, which is why do I want to go into a theater and sit amongst people that can get me sick and deal with the issues of crowd and you know I miss something when I run to the bathroom when I can sit at home, hit pause if I need to take a break started over i just got this brand new you know 55 inch tv that's gorgeous um you know you spend an extra 100 bucks for a uh sound bar with a subwoofer and you got pretty good sound i mean it's maybe not you know dolby atmos sound but it's pretty dang good and you go i yeah where's my motivation to to, to go sit in a theater
2: i wonder though that that young people young people still want to congregate you know i mean yeah as you get older you're you know, married or at least have a solid group of, of friends nearby, you've got more disposable income to buy some of these systems. I think younger people, though, they still want to get together. They still want to.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah.
2: To meet each other out in public. And, you know, so I think that mm-hmm. you'll see. I don't know. I, I They might they might have theaters with that are more bargain basement things that have been out on streaming, but you still want to go out. And so you can see mm-hmm. such and such film for four bucks or five bucks instead of spending, mm-hmm. you know, 15 bucks at the theater.
0: And that's very possible. You know, like you'll go into a regular theater and it'll be a discount theater. There's always been discount theaters around that would, you know, show things that have been out for a while. Um, and you can get in for a few bucks and then maybe you pay the full amount if you want to go see it in the Adobe Atmos theater with IMAX screens and that kind of stuff you pay more for the, 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 I mean, they've always charged a premium to get into those theaters anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, But um, uh, you know, I think that's possible. Uh, The other flip side of that though, is, is that, that, that demographic, that sort of, you know, teen high school age and and junior high age kid, um, probably this generation more than any other has communicated with their friends virtually anyway. Well, and I was even even when they're in the same well. dang room, they're sitting there texting each other. That's you know, I, I mean, I I'll understand. never forget the first time we saw our daughters doing that. We were at a Thanksgiving one time, and and your daughter was on one side of the table, and mine was on the other side, and they both started giggling at the same time. And then we looked over, and they both had their phones in there, and they were texting each other, talking about us. You know, like, <laughs> if you're gonna crack jokes about us, do it out loud so that we can laugh back at you. Come on. <laughs> and they looked at us like, what, what? <laughs>
2: It's Coopers. true they
0: did that <laughs> yeah yeah i'll never forget when they did that the first time i saw that it was like you've got to be kidding me you're sitting three feet away from each other it's like yep we are <laughs> get over it old man <laughs> yeah i don't know you know i mean it's 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 dicey stuff sitting and predicting you know um but you can make good guesses about stuff. I actually sat down the other day and started writing an article. And, and um, when I finish it, I'll see if maybe I want to submit it somewhere. But it's just kind of predictions like, um, you know, what things what will be like in, in, say, 20 years, 50 years, and 100 years. And where the direction of, like, technology and, and, uh, and our understanding of stuff is going. So I've been doing a lot of reading about, like, you know, that, that cutting edge stuff that's like, well, you know, if this works out then they could have a significant impact but it's so early on who knows if it's going to be work out or whether we'll find a way to produce it at scale and you know there's all kinds of problems between taking something out of a uh, a lab and saying yeah this is really really cool and then you know producing x million of them um and so um uh, anyway i've been kind of putting myself through an exercise just because i thought it was interesting and so i've been doing a lot of reading and research on that so i'll yeah. share it with you when i've got it done does it
2: take into account our Chinese overlords in the next 50 years? <laughs> it very much
0: does the political climate of the world. And and I think what we're seeing is the beginnings of, you know, the rise of Chinese influence in the world and the diminishment of the United States influence in the world. And, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, but but we're certainly going to, um, you know, move towards more of a parity uh, in terms of impact. Um You know, at one point in time, people would have said, oh, it was the U.S. and the Soviet Union. And they have clearly faded, although Russia still has a large impact on on the world, especially on neighboring countries. Um, Politically, there's a large impact there. But worldwide, they don't have the economy to have the impact that we do. Um, And the thing is, is that we don't have the the number of people to have the same impact that china does in terms of uh, of economic i mean you know we're just talking about wonder woman 1984 where did they premiere it where did it it's already in theaters china not here
2: that's cuz china's open
0: right but i mean they're good, they had set the date to open here in, on the 25th and they will open it in whatever theaters are available here on the 25th but they opened it up there first they went there before they went here um and we've talked absolutely and that's the point is they've got a bigger market and in fact there's lots of of uh you know stories and articles out there about uh movie companies in particular making sure that when they when they make their their film that any storyline that involves china or a chinese character uh they have to be careful about how they're portrayed because if they portray them in a negative light the chinese government will block the the movie from being shown in the country and that means you're being cut off from a billion possible paying people to come see your film and you can't afford to do that. And so as a result, they're wielding you know a lot of power that's affecting how our how they're being portrayed to the rest of the world. Uh you know, I mean the United States, you can you can make a movie about corrupt politicians and and not blink an eye. But you can't do that in China. You know, you can if if the characters are Americans, but if you have a Chinese person who's talking about corrupt politics in a movie, that movie won't get to be shown in China. They'll block it
2: because it's all about the propaganda,
0: right? And and they're not even necessarily saying that it has to be propaganda specifically positive for them. They're just saying we won't allow anything negative. We won't let you talk about Chinese people or the Chinese government in any way yeah, negatively that's in your propaganda, movies, Todd. right? Well, and the worst thing is is that there have been some. Uh, people in Hollywood who have said yeah um, you know I did a movie a while back that they didn't like and they have I have since been told my next subsequent couple movies they're going to block they're going to punish me even though those movies may not necessarily be anything negative that's what
2: totalitarianism looks like
0: absolutely they're a
2: totalitarian government
0: yeah so don't presume that, that the rest of the world looks at things the way we do because the rest of the world doesn't even get to see things that we get to see Nope. Um, you know, here the marketplace tends to determine what works and what doesn't, and there the government decides what works and what doesn't, and uh, it's a very different place.
2: Yeah, it's really foreign to us,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um,
2: uh, and I, it's not who I want us to be. I mean, that's not that's not who we are.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Although I um, tell you that 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 the culture the cancel culture wants us to be that way. I mean, my goodness, I, I, the way mm-hmm. that they go after people, it's incredible.
0: I, I think that be, that we have been for much to our to our, uh, much to my sadness and to our um, weakening, uh, we've seen a tendency towards that not just from this particular presidency, but over the course of the last 20 years, more and more of the um, uh idea that, you know, you you have to ideologically align with things and unfortunately, um, a large number of the people who make decisions about what gets made as a movie and stuff in Hollywood which are hugely influential around the world, are now um, you know behaving that way that they are um, you know, w- whether it be Chinese influence or just, you know, internal politics of the people making those decisions um, you know, they're affecting the rest of the world's view and even our own self view of the United States by the type of movies that they're making and the way they're they're having people behave, you know. Um they're not the the straightforward beat your chest Americana support, you know, the United States and be proud of who you are. Most of the stuff that talks about us and our country tends to be super hypercritical of how we've mistreated everybody to gain the wealth that we have and that, you know, we've mistreated all the native Americans and that we've been horrible to everybody of color and that we're basically a bad country. And that's the message coming out of Hollywood in a lot of ways, you know? And, uh, and it gets, it gets frustrating sometimes to see that, you know, that there isn't a balanced story coming out. Not even close. Uh, There are some, there are some great, there are some great movies that, that talk about the, the, uh, you know, amazing human nature. Um, and, uh, I mean the peanut butter Falcon, you know, a, a disabled man and, uh, and, and a friend that he makes along the way. Um, I think that was one of the the best movies of the last, you know, 18 months. It was really well done. Um, but, I've never uh, even heard of it. Yeah. It was, uh, a story about, uh, a man and the actor actually has down syndrome. So they, they used a down syndrome person to play a down syndrome person. Imagine that. Um, and, uh, And, um, um, it, uh, basically is sort of a buddy movie an adventure. He decides he wants to go. He's a fan of like a wrestling thing. And he used to watch this video and it turns out the video is like 10 years old. And so when he travels down to Florida to, to find the hero, the wrestler, um, uh, he, uh, finds out that, you know, he's, he's an older guy. (laughs) He's not the same guy he was when they watched it, but, uh, you know, it's Shia LaBeouf plays the guy that he meets along the way. Um, Zach Gatsigan is the the Down syndrome gentleman who who plays sort of the lead, and then uh, Dakota Johnson is a woman who works for the home that he escaped from, who's trying to find him and get him back before they like call the police on him. Shia LaBeouf plays sort of a very um, uh, redneck, blue collar, like fisherman, who's on the run from some guys because he got mad and tore up some of their equipment. And, uh, uh, you know, Thomas Hayden Church is in it. Bruce Dern is in it. There's a lot of it. It's it's, it's a well-done movie, and, and I would recommend that to anybody if you want to watch it. So, But, you know, I mentioned the fact that they had a Down syndrome play, person playing a, uh, a somebody who has Down syndrome. Good for them. But I'm getting really, really, really tired of the, you know, you have to be Chinese to play a Chinese person. You have to be black to play a black person. You have to be... You know, uh, from you know, a Native American to play a Native American person, you can, you know, you can be a different person and act. It,
2: that's called acting. That's that's actually the point.
0: Yeah, you know, and I and I, it's like great. You know, if they ha- cast a really good actor, uh, if they happen to be of the same, you know, makeup of the character originally, fine. Especially if it's fiction. If it's fiction, they can change the the gender and 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 look of the character. You know, if it's if it's uh, you know if it's a historical drama about an actual person, then you probably want to match them a little bit more. Uh, but you know what? There's actors out there. I don't see anybody screaming about coming to America because Eddie Murphy played an old Jewish man. No. You know, there's no, pro- no, probably some old movie. Jewish actors who old Jewish actors who could have gotten that role, and he stole it from them because he decided <laughs> to act instead with makeup on, in whiteface um you know where's the where's the outrage um you know and he did a great job and i'm saying this totally sarcastically because I, I loved and, and it's a great movie and in fact um they apparently have done a sequel that's in the can that we haven't seen yet because covid which i would love to see again everybody came back except for the uh actress um uh who played his mom who passed away uh madge uh i want to say sinclair but i'm not sure that's right um yeah coming to america 2 is already done um and uh yeah she uh she was um you know played his mom the, the queen uh madge sinclair i'm right hey i remembered it right um but uh so
2: todd we are completely out
0: of time we talked through our time. We did that on the radio today too, man. We just kept on going. We're like, ah well we I don't did, know if you saw. I was texting you. I texted no, you because I, I knew noticed, you're
2: just and it was fine. I, I, it's fine. It was like I... seven o'clock, seven o'clock. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. So, so
0: All right. Well, we gotta say goodbye. Um, today is a Tuesday. Tomorrow is Wednesday the twenty third, so we will be back tomorrow. We'll see everybody on the radio at 6 a.m. Pacific time, and we'll be here streaming uh, 7 ish Pacific time and going till about now tomorrow, maybe a little less because Aaron's got to actually go to her real job. So, uh, love you all. Thanks for listening. I'm Todd Brinker.
2: I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Thank you.